Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, footballing fanatics from around the world, but mainly Canada. Welcome to another episode of the Kickaboot. I'm Mike Jose Collins. That's Orion Galati and Daniel Ramos. We're joined with you. Uh, if you guys think we sound a little different, that's because we probably do. We are doing uh, this online today, our first online episode, so let's hope it goes well. Uh, let us know what you guys think about it. Uh, we got a lot of action from the Premier League over this weekend. The London Derby kicked off with some uh, great, great game. Uh, Manchester City quadruple dreams are shattered. Uh, although, I don't know if you guys saw the reporter after the game ask Pep if the, if the quadruple dream is done after he already lost the game. That was really, really bizarre. <laughs> what a stupid question someone would ask. That was so Actually- weird. Uh, did not see that. How did they react? How did he react to that? Uh, he was like, what do you, I'm not trying to win the quadruple. I already won the treble. But that's more <laughs> important. It was weird. It was just such an odd question. It is weird. Uh, anyway, how are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to try to, um, I feel like most of this, uh, this, this podcast is me interrupting Ryan, but since we're online, it'll be hard. <laughs> to uh to, to cut him off today <laughs> uh, so why don't we why don't we start with the premier league this weekend uh manchester city win two nothing rodri choked somebody in uh, a pretty odd red card um probably city's most important player uh we got to see a bit of uh uh what's that guy's name Stuart. what the what what's the new the other cdm that never plays philip oh calvin phillips Calvin Phillips. Jeez. Stewart, oh my god. Stewart? Yeah, where did Stewart come from? That confused Stewart. me. I, I, was, I was thinking Calvin Stewart. Um Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Got to see a bit of him. Uh oh my gosh, do you really notice the difference when Rodri is not on the field? So that is gonna be different, difficult, mm-hmm. and City will now have to play Arsenal without Rodri, which is a huge miss. I think that's one of the defining factors of when you're missing like a, a defensive midfielder, is if the team is like, Oh, thank God that guy's not playing. That's how you know that you have like a quality quality defending mid um so what did you guys think about that choke because it really came out of nowhere a little embellishment on it but you really cannot wrap your hands around a guy's neck well you see i think i should take uh first basis on this because uh looking at daniel ramos here that is a man that i have put in a headlock before so i think i'm pretty good to speak on chokes um it didn't look like anything too serious to me it was more so just uh you know don't do that on a football field it was it was uh yeah i don't know why that's also that also seems to be like the soccer player thing that like soccer players don't like to punch or you know like strike each other they just like grab faces or headbutt they like their headbutts well that's you're just thinking Zidane my friend but I like I've noticed that if there's beef on the field you can tell when it's getting intense because the hands just go in a grabbing motion towards the neck yeah that's the thing as a sorry go ahead go ahead I was gonna say, as a Liverpool fan, I'm more used to seeing somebody get bitten. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. strangling, strangling is very different. That, yeah. biting is a whole other issue in itself. That is a whole other issue. If that comes back somehow. That's like, I don't know how biting has become a signature move in the world of football, but it has, which is really incredible. Um, Rude, but yeah, Rudiger did think... that as well. Oh yeah, he did. But it didn't. Hit he did, brother. Against Pogba. He didn't hit the same. Sport. Suarez is the biter, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know how something can get so intense on like a football field when you are a professional that you're grabbing at the neck. I would love to know what it was that was said to Rodri or I don't know acted out that made him do that. 
Um, but hey, he must have said something. Yeah, but like, to that is in like weird. That is in response to to somebody saying something. Yeah, but it's still just a weird look to just and like it was stupid. Like, yeah, it wasn't even a sneaky thing. Like it's not even something you can get away with. You send no, out, you no. send like a tackle in high on someone, you'd be like, oh, like sorry. Like you grab someone's neck, like that's just the most obvious way to get kicked out of something I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah it's well, let's, uh, instant red, obviously. Now, Dan, as someone that, as I said, has been put in a headlock by um, yours truly, uh, was that something that caused uh, safety concern for you, for the Nottingham Forest player? Uh, no, because he didn't actually choke him. He just laid his hands on his neck, and then there was a definitely a selling point with like the falling over and stuff, but still a red card, obviously. You can't put your hands on someone's neck, but he didn't actually choke him. I don't know. You guys think he actually choked him? I don't think so. No, he just like he like just put his just hands grab. there, and the guy was like, "Oh, yeah, oh my god!" <laughs> it was just a grab. But yeah. honestly, though, I'm I'm not that worried about Man City without him against Arsenal. Really? I just feel like why, it's why not? Same, well, like it's the same thing like last year when like KDB got injured in the in the Champions League final, and then everyone was like, "Oh no!" Like that's like their main attack piece and then Foden came on and had a worldie of a performance I think Man City is I mean obviously Colin Phillips is not that good let's just be real but they're also so deep to the point that throw in Calvin Phillips around that like Champions League winning squad if 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 it goes badly it is truly on Calvin Phillips but what if they're missing Rodri KDB and Bernardo then what well they've already are you still confident yeah, they've been doing fine without... Oh, Roma just got scored on again. Um, they've been fine without KDB up to this point in the season. Yeah, because I'd argue Rodri's their most important player at the moment. Yeah. 100%. You could argue that KDB was before, and they're doing fine without him. Uh, and now, I mean, Rodri, they're, they've, they've, they've built themselves to be a deep enough team that it should not impact them. You know? I don't think so. I disagree, because you look at the game yesterday... Uh, you had you had the, his replacement playing, and he looked bad. He yeah, didn't look good. No, he didn't look good. How many times has Calvin Phillips played in the past like a year and a half? Uh, that's, that's he played that's three a good times point. last season, and he only started exactly. Once. He's not playing, and that's his replacement. Like that sucks. Yeah, it's pretty it, bad. I think they're pre- spread pretty thin. He should go. He should go to another team because all Pep's going to do is, oh, you're not good. I'm going to buy somebody in January to replace you. Like go get some actual like minutes somewhere. Go be a good okay. player. Phillips will not. Yeah, he stay. had the options. Well, he had the option uh, to go on loan, and he said no, because um, Pep doesn't believe in him, which probably hurts to hear that Pep doesn't believe in you, but he doesn't. So I, I don't think it's going to work out. He just doesn't like he's he's a quality player though. He was good with Leeds. He just doesn't yeah. fit the system. I think. I think that's what it comes down to. Through in the World Cup or the Euros, whatever. Right. It was. Yeah, he also is, he plays for England a lot. Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan, though. I, I think they will be fine, but I do think it is like a pretty massive hit, and that Arsenal game it just became a whole lot more interesting. So that's definitely a must-watch for me. Did you guys watch the City game yesterday? I was in oh. Toronto, so I was unfortunately not able to. But I did watch the extended highlights, and I was not impressed. I watched... You are in Toronto? Yesterday, yeah. Toronto. <laughs> Which is like... Sorry, what? Going, Ryan. Which was where our podcast is based out of. Yeah, what? We're in Toronto. Well, I'm I'm not in, in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I live up, in the suburbs. Up, yeah, up, all, right. all right. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. 
Um, I did not get to watch that much of it. I more so just saw the closing stages of said match. Um, but honestly, like, it's not it's not a result that overly surprised me. No. Um. So I, I watched it. I watched all of the games. I don't know. I just was like at home and I had I needed something to do. Uh, so I watched all of these. Uh, by the way, CR7.net, you know, you can stream anything for free, anything you guys want. Go on there. Okay. <laughs> Shout out all the streamers. Because uh, DAZN is just, ugh, come on, I'm not paying for another service. Anyway, um, they looked like dominant. Like City did look good in the first half. And then the second half came and it's it sort of st- struggled. And I think a lot of people were complaining that like, Newcastle weren't really playing them well, but like that's how you have to play City. You just have to sit back and wait till you have a chance, and that's exactly what they did. So I thought they did actually play them well, but you could really see the like differences with not having Rodri out on the field, uh, which I think just sort of makes things more interesting. And a quadruple dream might be over, but that's probably the the worst of the trophies to win. Like that's definitely the the lowest on the pecking order. They're focused on the Premier League. They're focused on the Champions League. I mean, I don't think it really matters. Just a reminder, they didn't win it either last year because, you know, the Saints came up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then you go to what happened with Manchester United, who, again, they get Newcastle in the next round, and they draw the 12th straight home game in this competition, which the odds of that happening are like 1%. So, I don't know. A little corruption, maybe. Something's going on there. It's a little weird. Uh, but that game will definitely be interesting. Newcastle and Manchester United, probably one of the only competitions that those teams can really succeed in this year, is what I'm thinking. I don't know about you guys. What, United? Uh, yeah, United and Newcastle is probably the only cup that those two teams are competing for. Maybe the FA Cup, too. It's slim yeah, picking cup as well. Really about it, though. What's like, that? It's slim pickings when you really think about it. Like They're already beyond being able to push for... Premier League glory. I think that's safe to say. Even like top three glory, I think is a, a stretch for them. And then now with the League Cup, I mean, you consider, I guess, the FA Cup. I mean, Newcastle got the group of death when it comes to the Champions League. I wish them all the best. I do think they can get out of that group, but it's a challenge. Uh, United is just United. They just have to beat Galatasaray and Copenhagen. But like none of those teams, none of those teams are teams. I'm trying to, I don't know how to word this. English is a really hard language. The main, the highest teams in the Prem right now that aren't, in my opinion, at the moment, like City and Tottenham, what they have to fight for. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not throwing Liverpool in yet. I need to see more. Uh, I think Tottenham over Liverpool right now. At this point in the season, as far as the title race goes, yes. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm sticking by it. I believe it. Uh, Hey, they play each other this weekend. Yeah, I it's mean, maybe, okay, maybe I'll have my mind changed, but you know, what What are the odds? Mike and Ryan disagree again. Uh, <laughs> but I think, whatever, there's still like that big selection of, of Premier League teams. The ones that essentially like are big, but know that it's kind of a Man City time as far as like the title race goes. There's pretty slim pickings of what they can choose from as far as competitions to push in. It's true. In a sense, the ones that are in like the Europa League are like the best bet. Yeah, I agree with 100%. you there. 
there was a lot of stuff happening on Saturday. Crystal Palace, Fulham, tie 0-0. Luton Town and Wolves tie 1-1. Wolves get a red in that one. And Everton beat Brentford. Much needed win for that team. Definitely fighting their way out of relegation. Man United struggled against Burnley, but they pulled it out one nothing. And then a big one to open Sunday was Chelsea losing to Aston Villa. Um, more Chelsea struggles. What do we think about um, the manager right now? How do we think about that team, where they're going? This, this never seems to be getting better for this team. Um, if they didn't score yesterday they would have had to pick out of their goal of the month between something that happened in training. So thank God they did score because that video would be pretty damn embarrassing if they had to put a training goal out on their Twitter. Uh, this team can't score. This team midfield looks terrible. Like, it, it doesn't look good. And I know we all love Enzo and and um, we're waiting for Lavia to, to have a really, I guess, 100% in that squad. Casado really falling apart over there. Nobody seems to score. Sterling, we were so high on him at the beginning of the season. He looks terrible again now. Uh, Nicholas Jackson again. I mean, this team is just, I, I don't know where it's going from here. Chelsea look like an absolute crapshoot. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, speaking of crapshoots, Roma's now down 4-1 to Genoa, so I'm loving life. Uh, anyways. As far as uh, Chelsea, we'll stick to Premier League, and I'll try to hold my tears back for a bit. Uh, I still am on the belief that I think it's all come down to Posh, personally. I think, like, let's take away the fact that, like, their signings, like, a lot of their signings haven't worked out. Still signing names like Nicholas Jackson and, like, looking down the list of Prem teams, there are a lot worse attacks in the Premier League than Chelsea has and their worst attacks that still get goals and their worst teams that still get goals it's true I don't think you can entirely throw like it's just it's unfair to be like oh yeah Raheem Sterling and Nicholas Jackson like total garbage they can't score when realistically there's a system being put in place that is not allowing these goals to flow in in my opinion yeah and, and there was stuff that was being set up for Sterling, and then it, it seems to be, like, completely disbanded. I know that he just hasn't played well, but it's being disbanded. And Mudrick, like, it's so frustrating to watch that guy because he has such random talent at moments and then just cannot put anything forward, cannot find the back of the net, cannot find the right pass in the final third. Like, it's so bizarre, that guy. But he has these, like, incredible balls sometimes. And then Enzo, you're like, make something happen, man. Like, please, you're running around there. I said it last episode. That Sanchez was the worst goalie in the Premier League, or one of the worst goalies in the Premier League. And then this game, he like put on a freaking clinic, like he was just absolutely insane. But then let in like one of the worst goals of the season, which was just dreadful. So I, I will have to take back that statement because he was actually pretty damn phenomenal in this game. But I mean, the what do you guys think about the red card in this one, the gusto? I I missed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I did too. I was just gonna comment on. I agree with you guys. Last last pod, I was trying to uh, play devil's advocate with the amount of injuries they had. I just don't think there's any excuses anymore. Like they, they don't. They, like you said, like their only goal was the one against uh, which one was it? Oh, against Brighton. This is the Brighton yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, it's bad, man. It's really not good. And I just don't think I can make excuses for Poch anymore because he's supposed to be one of the best managers in the world, and he. 
like you the point you made, Ryan, is he has enough people in his attack that are better than other clubs in, in this league. So it's just like I don't know, man. It's 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 just shambles, complete shambles. Like this just needs to fix up soon or I think he's gonna get sacked. I don't know, man. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, sacking actually does look like pretty 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 soon coming. Uh Tiago Silva looks awful, by the way. He's just so slow in this team. I know that we were saying that we need his veteran presence there, and I, I still sometimes agree with that, but the the team isn't built to have a slow person in that part of the pitch. Like you need speed there right now and it's just not working. Tiago Silva does not look good. Uh but I, I don't know what to do. I I think the manager might be sacked soon, which is a disappointment because I think we all kind of liked him before this season. It's just End of the day, he's in a place where his system is not working, and there's like he's he's running out of excuses. End of the day, I mean, I'm trying to find it now. Yeah, so they're the only teams that Chelsea at the moment. I mean, they're tied with a bunch at like five goals this season, but the only teams that they have more goals for this season then are Luton Town and Burnley. Anyway, you consider Yikes. consider that Luton Town. Uh, I mean, name me one of their attackers. David. No, I believe <laughs> their best one is Carlton Morris, and he is a championship. He's been in the championship his whole like career. And then Burnley have had a hard schedule, and they're just totally full of youth. When you consider that that's what you're competing with as far as your goal scoring tally goes, when you've put in this amount of money and there is talent up front. I don't think you can blame the talent as much as the front office and the managing anymore. I don't, I don't, I yeah, don't possible. Yeah, I think something's got to change there. But you know what? I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I'm enjoying it and sound like some evil person, but I do agree. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's nice to see like the downfall of somebody. It's weird. All right. Wow, that got really, <laughs> really dark. <laughs> All right, let's go to. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. What? Liverpool oh. succeeding. He has to see other people failing. Fair man. <laughs> it's not good enough just to see my team do good. I'm a bad guy. Uh, let's go to the London Derby here. Two two. The final. I called this one. I said it was going to be a tie. Um, we got two assists by James Madison, which is truly phenomenal. So we, he is like just putting this team on his back, man. Sensational. Song gets two goals as well. Romero, who's been one of the better center backs in the league this season, uh, gives up a penalty and gets an own goal. But uh, honestly, honestly, I don't know. That penalty, he kind of did save a goal, and he didn't get a red for it. And the own goal is just really like, ugh. Not really his fault. Just kind of deflected off him. Just tried to jump in front of it. So I, I don't tough. really blame him on those. It's tough to be hard on him for that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, this could affect him in the game. But like, other than those, I didn't think he was terrible. But that aspect, that's it's a rough game. Continue. Yeah, it was, it was a little tough. Um, I mean, this this game had it all, man. This one was uh, really really fun. And David Raya starts, which is something that. Uh, People were, were wondering about before this game. Ramsdale uh, doesn't seem to be the number one there right now, and it's I kind of like it. I like a little goalie fight back there, and he's been he's been really good. So uh, I was okay with that one. This game was really really fun. Uh, this one had it all. What do you guys think of this? I loved Did it. Mention, oh yeah, actually no, Dan, you go first. You go first. Talk about talk about your love. 
No, it was just a really fun game. I thought uh, Spurs came out second half and, and fought really hard. And it was just really cool to see them, uh, what's it called, like, score right away, right after getting scored. And, like, I was like, oh, crap. Like, I'm like, they just scored the penalty. Like, they're going to they're gonna win this game now. It's going to be hard for Spurs to get back. And literally, like, I look up from my phone, like, 30 seconds later, and, like, Sun is, like, making the run and gets passed in by Madison and, like, instantly they're tied i'm like okay let's go like this this team might be for real and madison is for real like i think he might have to be starting number 10 potentially for england if if they uh yeah if he get if he, not if he gets called of course he's gonna get called up i think he might have to start number 10 maybe probably, foden if if not him but knowing huh? southgate I sorry yeah what is going on <laughs> a little bit of technical difficulties can you say that again uh, well, you just said he's like guaranteed a call up. I was just gonna make the fact that knowing Gareth Southgate, I wouldn't guarantee anyone that isn't Harry Maguire to get a call up. So <laughs> he still likes Calvin Phillips. I mean, he called him garbage last while. Uh, tune yourself up a bit, Ryan. I think uh, you're okay. a little far from the mic. Now you're a little far from the mic. <laughs> Hello, I'm um, back. My bad. Yeah. No. I mean, Ange Ball rules, man. I'm loving this. So fun. I, 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 I think I love that this rivalry is back too. Like this game was spicy. This game had North London Derby all over it, man. It I really honestly am, I'm enjoying watching this Tottenham attack more than I think any attack from the past like few years in the Prem. I don't know why. I just I love it. It's so fun. I think it's also the fact that it's okay. I don't know. It's not. It's like not an attack of like stars, which I like. Like Hyungman Son, yes, he's a star. But like against Arsenal, like you see the fact that like they started Son and then it's with like Madison, who was kind of like an outcast from Leicester City that people didn't really know how it was going to work out. Brennan Johnson, who like I was waiting to see where he went, like even from last season. I didn't think he was even going to play a full season with Nottingham Forest. Um, and he's get he's honestly, I like production wise, hasn't been like insane but i've like he's he's looked very in in place in that attack in my opinion and you have kulusevsky who like came over from the Serie A. people didn't really know oh, how he was gonna balling play. dude out with benton core and stuff and then like obviously sun up front to close it out it's just a very fun attack made not the chelsea way of throwing in like hundreds of millions just kind of using proper scouting and realizing this could work and has worked it beautifully in with each other it's just very enjoyable that's the entire point I'm making. Yeah. So fun. I love this. I love watching Spurs. Like, I look forward to them every weekend. Um, like, Which if is there's. Mo- because they're the most hated team. Yeah. Not anymore. Not with this guy at the helm. Oh. Like, uh, oh. If, there's, if there's multiple games on and I see Spurs, I've been, I've been turning on Spurs lately. Yeah. Over other, other games. I've, I've, been, I've been really, really enjoying what they've been doing. I, oh, uh, to, to, sorry. Oh, wait. Did you have another point on Spurs? Go ahead. I was going to say shout out Vicario. Yeah, Vicario's been dope. Yeah, he 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 balled out. He made some big saves. So did Rhea, but like, Vicario was balling. I don't, I don't remember if it was on this podcast I said anything, so I don't want to like claim it. But I'm pretty. I I have I did call Vicario before the season being a very good keeper in the league. So, oh, it, it was called. I'm. I think I remember the both of you talking about that. You really liked that by by Spurs. Hell we yeah. did. We we called it one of the best. One of the best of the summer. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, guys. Pat yourself on the back for that. Good job. Oh, thanks. To flip to the other side of the match, though, I'm still not entirely sold on Arsenal. I don't. No, me neither. I mean, it's look just... how they... So go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I was cutting you off. 
Oh no, I was gonna say there's just there's just something weird about it. They don't yeah. play like a team with 14 points at the moment in the league to me. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the fact that I look at lineups and see Eddie and Kedia and that just pisses me off or something, but it's it's just there's no like there's no real like punch to them. They should buy Osman. Yeah, that was some funny stuff happening with Osman. That <laughs> is funny. <laughs> what a child. Yeah, but like also like who is making those videos? That's like some TikTok intern. culture though. Every, I don't know. Everybody I like on it. TikTok makes those videos. Yeah, it's about every team does that. That guy's just a soft little baby. Like what? He just wants to get out I of that like contract. That... It's like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be mad at this. And then you see all these support on Twitter. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Shut up, you babies. How <laughs> soft do you have to be to think that's like anywhere bad? Like, shut up. Yeah. It's just TikTok. It's a TikTok video. It's a little messing around, yeah. just having fun. Like, I don't know. I don't really see the problem. I think the suit is really far, but I do. I do <laughs> suit is crazy. Yeah, but I do understand why he was a little peed off by it. They were, I don't know. they were very weird videos to make on your like star boy. I guess I don't know. Every every, every team does it though. Like it happens with every single team in any sport. Yeah, but they make like fun ones. But why are they making like Osimo like Mama, give me penalty? Like they don't need <laughs> they don't need to make that a video. Like that's not necessary. And then you just, <laughs> like you record one in the same hour. You put like his head on a coconut. Like I just think it's really weird. It like, is weird. That's what's so funny. I understand. I understand why. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I don't think he did a lawsuit. But like, yeah. Like, don't. Baby, just... Don't put a baby voice on your star striker that basically won you the league last year. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's better ways to go about it. Nah, I, I feel like he's definitely making his way to the prem in January. Probably, but well, like, aren't you supposed to, like, also as a TikTok account for a team, aren't you supposed to make, like, jokes about, like, the other teams? Yeah, but, like, was yeah, it even a joke about both? him? It was just a stupid little gag. Yeah, but it was... I didn't think it was crazy. Calling him a baby, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. I I thought it was strange. I, I wasn't... Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't surprised that he complained. I thought a lawsuit was intense, though. <laughs> That's insane. But back to to Arsenal, two things on that. Yeah, Enketia, just not good enough. Like, yeah, it's just like, why is he out there? Like, they need to buy an actual, like an Ivan Tony or an Osimhen, like exactly like you guys were just saying. Um, <laughs> and then in terms of like, the, sorry, Wait, Ryan I'm... just put into our, our chat, he just put poop. <laughs> now I'm chuckling because everyone laughs at poop. It's funny. Okay, continue your thought. <laughs> and then also look at how they how they got their goals, man. One was an own goal and one was a pen. It's like I'm not saying they didn't deserve to draw. To be it's just that like it's not moving me. The pen, to be fair, was a goal that got stopped by foul play. Yeah, that that is fair. Like but then the yeah. own goal they were he was basically scoring on that. Like Yes, if, but if it, it just you got saved it would have been unjust. Essentially, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not disputing that. It's just like, I don't know, their, their attack has just not been moving me, and I, oh. I think it shows. And no. yeah, I don't know, I, they're just not passing the eye test, despite me. No, they, they aren't. Preview like saying that I thought they were gonna win. I, I, I like Vieira. I, I, I think he's good. I like him. 
I like their midfield. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like Saka. I think Saka's really overrated now, and I think we're seeing it. And Nketiah, like, is fine. Oh, I don't think Nketiah. Team just... Yeah, I'm, I don't I think I don't, he's fine. No, I think I he's fine. So. I think he's, he's like, not good enough for a title contending team. If you look at the chat right now that I just typed in the word, the word that Daniel just said, poop, yeah, it's in Kedia. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we move to the next game here? Liverpool West Ham 3 1. Liverpool seems to be their formula. Uh, this one, they didn't let in the first goal, though. They actually scored first, surprisingly, on a little penalty there. After some great build-up plays, Salah slots at home right down the middle. Uh, Bowen scores on a diving header. Virgil van Dijk decided not to uh, defend on that one, so that was a little weird. Uh, Darwin Nunez finds a little chip over the keeper from a goal or from a beautiful assist by McAllister, and then Jota does a little trickery, a little uh, little ball just rolled it into the back corner. It was really nice, beautiful goal. Uh, this game was pretty good. This game was uh, very exciting. 1-1 after the first half. Liverpool seemed to be dominating. Wasn't much West Ham could get going, uh, except in the first like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, West Ham were all over them. Uh, uh, I think Allison just sort of proves every game that he's the best goalkeeper in the world. And it's pretty like, uh, I don't know, it seemed to be just kind of a game. This is exactly sort of how I expected this one to go. I thought West Ham would probably get one. Uh, the defense still looks a little... A little crusty, and uh, but I think the big talking point, especially after yesterday and this game, is Shabbosly. Man, he is just the, the Steven Gerrard reincarnated. The, oh, I don't know, man. man. I have never seen a midfield player like this in a very long time play for this team. It, it's truly sensational, and I've I've never been more excited. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was almost crying. Oh wow! Nice, that's good, <laughs> man. I, like, like, legitimately, I was like, "Oh sh- crap!" I'm way too invested in in uh, eleven dudes running around on a field for an hour and a half every week. It's really like, oh my god! I, I was like getting emotional just thinking, like, "Oh crap!" I'm back in. I don't want to be back in right now. We should make a comp like a kickaboot compilation of just Mike Collins saying, "Alizon is the best goalkeeper in the Prem." I think we have to agree that Alizon is the best goalkeeper in the world. Alisson. In the world, yeah, yeah, in the world, not just the prem. Well, that, I mean, hey, we... and it just shows it every week, though. Like, especially that Courtois can't play right now. I mean, who's better right now? It's really, it is pretty obvious to watch. Definitely Vicario. Probably Scott Carson, realistically. <laughs> no, it, it is like I, I, as a goalie guy too. Like, just being able to watch Allison for like the past year has just been like truly a blessing, man. It's been great. It's really, really crappy to think that like you have the best goalie. I mean, he'll probably go down as the best in Premier League history. I'll say it right now. But he's the best in Liverpool's time ever. You have the best winger probably in the Premier League history and the best of Liverpool. Um, you have one of the, the best defender probably in Liverpool's history in Van Dijk. Definitely not the league because he's kind of fallen off lately. And then you only win one Premier League because there's just a stupid freaking team that is also so damn good. And in the in history, you'll be like, oh, they only won one time? How's that even possible? So that one just sucks. But hey, maybe they'll make a push in the next couple of years. Hopefully. I do think this uh, win against West Ham so far this season up to this point, I think it was the most important match of your campaign, and you passed it with flying colors. I'm saying you. Liverpool passed it with flying colors. <laughs> I think that I think that Newcastle one was pretty big too, especially at that time. 
Um, but yeah, West Ham seem to be like rocking lately. Yeah, um, but I think that's the point I was going to is that Newcastle seemed to be kind of on, not like a, it wasn't like a decline, but it also wasn't an incline. It was sort of like a flat plateau. Uh, and I think like beating them at that time while still good was kind of like, sure, whatever. But like, com- or, sorry, no, it was sure whatever compared to this West Ham win because West Ham was rocking and West Ham was uh, like up to this point, a very, very exciting team with lots of promise. And yeah. yeah. Well, the next three games are pretty intense for Liverpool. We got Tottenham, then Brighton, and then uh, Everton, which I know you guys are like, oh, it's just Everton. But when you're Liverpool and you play Everton, it's a very different game. How dare you bypass uh, the game against Union St. Gilwaz? I mean, in the Prem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Union St. Gilwaz. Can't wait for Thursday night football. So excited. I'm not going to. I usually can name a player, but Union St. Gilwaz, I, I can't. I mean, this game was this game had it all. I think Shabashlai is just phenomenal. Curtis Jones also, props to him, man. Keeps showing up every time. Joe Gomez has been like probably our best defender besides Robertson. Van Dyke has like he's weird and in and out. He just gets lazy randomly lately on plays. Yeah, it's, Van Dyke is like slowly moving his way down my defender rankings. Yeah, like a hundred percent. It's like really slow. Like he's just lazy. Yeah. Like that. I think that's literally what it is. Like he just assumes that he can just beat everybody, which for the most part he can. But then on plays like like this Bowen goal, he just decided not to defend. Like you're look at the size of you, and this guy's diving in out of nowhere for a header. Like you can easily clear yeah. that ball. It was just so odd. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not really worried about Liverpool right now. I think that the game next weekend will be probably the biggest test up to that point yeah no i think it's safe to say i mean that's a huge match for both sides i mean it's it's essentially the match to determine who's gonna start the race with man city yeah well and arsenal is still in there which we keep forgetting about but we're not yeah we're not really high on arsenal no uh but let's go to brighton burnmouth brighton win 3-1 pretty handedly uh bournemouth not uh i don't think anybody's really worried about them so i'm not uh i don't think we really have to talk about that one but we can talk about uh an eight nothing blowout eight separate goal scorers for newcastle um when i was talking about the game yesterday uh the newcastle man city yesterday it's like you have to play to man city you can't go to like toe to toe with them which is i think what people sort of expect now from newcastle and like Liverpool and Arsenal, when you play City, oh, you want to go back and forth. But that's not how you play City. You can't play a team like that. You have to just let Man City dominate, and then you take your chance when you have it. Sheffield United made the weird mistake of trying to go toe-to-toe with Newcastle when Newcastle is just far superior than them, and they absolutely exposed the crap out of Sheffield. Sheffield got dominated. And Sheffield can play the proper way. Like, you saw them do it against Man City. Man City were pretty dominant in that game, but Sheffield were waiting for their opportunity, and eventually Man City just broke through on themselves, and that one nothing went. But here in Sheffield, I think they just downplayed their opponent of Newcastle. They didn't play them like like, a, like Newcastle United should be played right now. Newcastle is still like an upper echelon team right now in the Premier League, and they okay. flat out just got completely exposed. And I think this is the first time ever that there's been an eight separate goal scorers in a game in the Premier League. It so, is, I mean, props to Newcastle. That's wild. 
And then they go on, they beat Man City the next day, so or the ne- a couple days later. So, I mean, Newcastle seems to be on the up. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping something can happen for them, uh, Champions League wise next week. I I don't see this as the only time this season that Sheffield is going to take a beating like this. Uh, they're they're just a squad that they don't have enough Premier League experience, even down to their manager, who has probably the best name for a manager in the Prem with uh, Paul Heckingbottom. <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, fantastic name does not mean fantastic tactics. And I think we discovered that because there was no, there was, I don't know. There was no fight back the, the, like there, once their def- defense got pressed, I mean, it, it was kind of over from there. Their attack obviously couldn't get anything going because they were defending the entirety of the match. And I just, I don't see it being the only time that's going to happen this season to them. I personally believe that the Sheffield Man City game was an entire fluke. Uh, I think it was just the, I don't know, something was in the air that day, possibly. They they are my 20th place team with ease right now, and I, I, I see it being a very ugly season for that squad. Um, I guess if I had to pick one thing that they've done well, they've built a real good championship squad. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're getting relegated. Yes, I mean, I like I, I, I'm sure I sound like a hater right now, and I don't assume there are any Sheffield United fans listening to this. Uh, but if you are, look, man, we can we can relate. You know, last season was mine. This season, you're gonna understand how I felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Sheffield. Yeah, it's just uh, outclassed. I think you're right. I think you're right. It just comes to the immature, not immaturity, I guess, the lack of experience. And it sort of goes with what you're saying with the manager is also lack, lacks experience. I think that's exactly the mistake they made. They just underestimated their opponent. Yeah, they are worse in every position than most teams. And that's not a way to face someone head on. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Um, I, do want, I did want to touch on Brighton a little bit just because Brighton's fun. Very. Yeah, go crazy. Third, place. third in the Prem right now. Yeah. And Brighton. You know how fun that is? The Zerby ball, baby. I like I love a team that I just can't tell you much about their individual players, but they're really good. And that is Brighton. This goalkeeper, I mean, he had an okay game against uh Bournemouth. I think he I think Bournemouth's goal came from an error on his part. But uh, another great name, Bart Verbruggen, he's a really good goalie, and I like the signing. Their defense is just strangely built, but it makes a lot of sense. Billy Gilmore, out of nowhere, has been a decent player this season in the Prem. Evan Ferguson's fun, and then Matoma is just an absolutely magical player. Baller, bro. Like, absolutely insane. He's single-handedly saving me in our fantasy league this year. He's getting me like 10 points a week. Minimum. I don't understand. I like weirdly, if I had a dream job in football right now, it would be something around Brighton scouting. I would just love to know what it looks like. What they're doing, yeah. It's so cool. They signed Matoma yeah. from Japan. They signed they signed Kaiseido from Ecuador. How? What are you doing? How do you see this? How do you I mean, go- props to uh props to a stupid on too in this game? He was phenomenal. Yeah, even I don't even actually. Oh no, he came from La Liga though. I think he got found and then they signed him because he was doing okay. Yeah, 
and other La Liga signings. Ansu Fati on loan right now. That game mm-hmm. he was phenomenal in. Yeah, he's been like everything's been good. They've. I watched a video on. I, I think I mentioned last week too, and it is really really intriguing. Like how they do their scouting philosophy and their signing and stuff. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing in football. That's my opinion. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, Daniel Ramos has something to say, according to this. Do you think this is sustainable, Ryan? Yes. Watch the video. All right. Sounds good. No, watch the video on like their like kind of scouting. Can you stop having something to say? Sorry, I, I forgot to turn that off. I feel like a boomer. Go ahead. The screen bounced. And it was really just bouncing weird. over and over. All right, that sounded aggressive to me, but it was it was weird. Um, after watching and kind of like learning little bits about their philosophy and kind of like what they do, it's probably the most sustainable signing process of anything I've ever seen in football. It's like such a strict. Okay, so like you know, like if you guys play, you guys have played. I guess I have to call it EAFC now, but like FIFA career modes. Yeah. You know how when you go to like the scouting instruction section, you can like build it like exactly what you want, but usually you just do like any player promising, you know, young, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They look for such specific things and don't go outside of it because they they sign into their system into development. Like they sign for Deserby, but players that can be developed into Deserby's system within like a three year period. It's the coolest concept mm. ever. That's really interesting. Yeah, and they're they're willing to sign like multiple of the exact same prototype or archetype, whatever you want to call it. They they're willing to sign the exact same of it so that at least one of them works out because they sign so cheap. It is it's unreal. That is actually know. really cool. I don't what's know. The, what's the video called? I don't know. I'll send it to you guys in the chat or something. I'll find it. It's it's very, 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 very cool. Like okay. it's, it's such a brilliant way of doing it. I don't know why more teams haven't taken it on. But yeah, that's that's sorry, that's my little that's my little monologue on uh on Brighton Football Club because that, it's fun to me. I like it a lot. No, oh, shout out Brighton, man. They deserve all the credit. They've been absolutely amazing. They have not just this season. So they're a team though that like we were we were hating on Poch earlier. You have to give all credit to Deserby, in my opinion. Oh yeah, great players. Oh yeah, flex on them, Mike. Wow, look at you. Uh, you have to give them. I keep saying this stuff, even though I know it's a podcast. It's audio; they can't see anything, but it's fine. Uh, you have to give the players credit because they're the ones performing. But like Deserby is unreal. He's an amazing manager. I mean, hundred percent podcast. Who? We, what manager we want to have a pint with? I'd probably he'd be up there for me, even though that'd be a good one. I, be a really good one. Weird. I have to drink like vino with them or something, but like. <laughs> I would, I would still do it. I just want to talk to him and learn, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, I mean, um, speaking of bright. Oh, I thought you're gonna say speaking of pints. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> speaking of bright spots. All right. Okay. All right. Canada, Canada makes its way back uh, to the Olympics, huh? <laughs> beating Jamaica four-one on aggregate. Uh, 2-1 here at BMO Field. Uh, Canada gets to go back and defend their gold medal. That was probably the worst transition ever. I don't know what that <laughs> meant at all. I was trying to figure it still. I was like, Speaking of bright. <laughs> I don't know what 
I'm like still thinking about it. I'm actually trying to give you the benefit of the doubt and think of a way that those things connect. But I can't. Uh, yes, Canada, their final chance to get back to the Olympics to defend their gold medal. They beat Jamaica uh, handedly in Jamaica and then 2-1 here at BMO to make it 4-1 on aggregate. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty great game. A packed house for Christine Sinclair, maybe her final game on Canadian soil, um, even though some people on Twitter might tell you that nobody even came to that game. Uh, that's a weird thing. Um, but, you know, that place was actually packed, and it was a full house. So um, congrats to Canada. Uh, I'm really excited, actually. That team looked fun. And that team looked a little reinvigorized after the, the World Cup fallout there and, and the loss. And there's a lot of bad stuff going on in Canada. Uh, one thing to note, um, especially about the fact that that place was packed, it took people almost an hour to even get into the building. Big and this delay. is like in the middle of the game. And this happens every single game that Canada plays at BMO. And we're going to host a World Cup. <laughs> I... I have absolutely no idea how that is going to work. It's going to be an absolute disaster. I don't think we're going to get another game that we're going to get any games that aren't Canada playing a team. Like, I just don't see that happening. I don't think we have the infrastructure for it. I think it's going to be a whole disaster. And now we cut, we sort of touched on this before, but like the person who's going to manage the Canadian team is going to be some random person from the CPL. Like we don't have money to pay anybody. How are we expecting to hire like an actual coach to manage this team? And we have literally the World Cup in a few years. Like, this is going to be a disaster. And this is our one chance to actually get Canada on the international stage. We sort of had it in the World Cup, but we flamed out a bit. But like the fact that John Herdman jumped ship, he knew something was coming. And then this whole thing, I, I'm more disappointed that we're actually hosting the World Cup because we're, this, is, this is a crap show. Like this whole thing is a disaster. We're gonna we're gonna completely embarrass ourselves. It's it's really upsetting that like you can even mention that Canada won and are getting into like the Olympics and stuff, and you can't have the conversation without realizing that Canada soccer is screwed at the moment. It's uh it's a very tough thing to kind of swallow and take to the gut because like you want to be happy for the players and you want to be like excited for what could come of these competitions. And you can't. There's there's no way to be. It's like, uh, I can't think of an analogy for it, but you don't need one. It sucks. It does suck. Yeah, I mean, at least, like, a little bit of a bright spot. Christine Sinclair, her last time probably playing on Canadian soil for Canada, ends in a win in a pretty nice moment, making it back to the Olympics. Um, but, uh... Yeah. Uh sorry, there's a little chat going on. I got a little distracted. Um no, but like there's so many issues around that though and it's so it's so concerning. Like I actually you guys remember the game where Alfonso Davies scored his like crazy goal where he ran up the side. Wild goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was at that game, but I didn't get in till like the 25th minute and I showed up like 40 minutes before the game started. It like it's it's horrible. I don't understand like the lineup, like was legit, like zigzagging all through the parking lot, like it was, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, like the, the fact that we have to host a World Cup at that same stadium and we can't even get in on time because of how, like, 
poorly organized or I don't know what it is as to why that happens. It's so concerning. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I I, I legit think we might only get one game. I think we'll get, I think we'll get group stage because that's usually how they do it. And then they feed on to the. That's, that's confirmed already. We're only getting group stage. Yeah. I think they were just getting that. I think we'll get like one group and it'll probably be Canada's. No, I don't think because we have two other cities in Canada. I think like literally in Toronto, we're just going to get one game. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. If there's two other stadiums, I don't what know. What other how... ones is it? Edmonton, Vancouver. Yeah. Is that Edmonton, okay. Vancouver? Montreal didn't get one. No. No. Oh, I thought Montreal did. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's ugly. I mean, I I I already for one think the idea of having three countries host the World Cup is kind of stupid as is. I think it. Really... No, I I think I think that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. It I just. It just sucks that we're a part of those three countries because we just can't host it. And I, it's stupid because we had all the momentum going towards this before that World Cup, and now the whole organization is a complete fraud. Everybody involved in it is a joke. Like, oh, my God, my rabbit just went crazy. Like, I'm just so disappointed. And I, I'm more worried about the fact that we have to host this thing now. Like, I'm scared for the for Canada soccer, and I don't mean the organization. I mean for the soccer in this country for the rest of the world to see us. We were when we won the the qualifying. I've never felt more on top of the world when it came to soccer. Everybody I knew knew something about what was going on with Canada soccer. Now nobody cares and nobody's going to care again. I, I could not believe that we actually climbed this mountain where you could talk to anybody and they would sort of under have an understanding about where we are in the global scheme of soccer right now. I don't think we're ever going to get top 50 like global rankings for the next couple decades after this because it's going to be a joke. The fact that our World Cup performance, not that FIFA like ratings matter, but the fact that everybody went down because of that is insane. And Jonathan David is one of the best strikers in Europe. And and uh, Alfonso Davies is one of the best like wingers, even though he's playing left back. But you could even say he's a winger and he's one of the best in Europe. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you're not wrong. It's It's one of the fastest... It's one of the fastest declines from a mountaintop I've ever seen in my life in any in any sport situation. Like, if you want to keep it soccer terms, like Leicester winning the league and then going all the way the hell down to like relegation, that even doesn't quicker. Even, yeah, that doesn't even come close even quicker to, than that. This Canada, it's it's. I don't understand how it's an issue that has been unsolvable for this long. I don't really see how they're. I don't know how they haven't reacted to the gunshots to the brain that have been received from outer sources, even John Herdman leaving. I think there's a lot of uh, not good going on. And I think Canada should probably, like Mike, start getting worried <laughs> if they haven't already. You know? No, the frustration is just so real. Like, it's. It's just so frustrating watching us squander an opportunity to really cement ourselves. Like, we were, we were right there. We were right there. And it's like, we could still be there. We're really close. But it's I just don't see it happening. I think I think we're going to go back to what we were. And I, I listened to a podcast of this recently, and I'm totally blanking on the podcast, sorry, or the person that was on it. But it was a, a Canadian player from the <laughs> 80s. I know, I'm totally blanking. But... Uh, it was a Canadian player 
from the 80s or when was the last time we made the World Cup before this? Was it the 80s? I think it was the 80s. And he talked about why Canada never made it since. And it was all the same stuff. Not not setting up exhibition games, not investing in youth programs, not just not prioritizing the national program and just saying, "Oh, we made it. Like we're 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 fine now. We can like everything's just going to sort itself out." Like it won't. You have to put money into it. You have to organize like it's just like man it's just history is just repeating itself and it's so disappointing for fans in this country people like us who really want to see the nas- national program succeed and it's just like everything that can go wrong is going wrong and well it it's disappointing considering that it's also one of the nations that's like interest in soccer is the fastest growing in the world yeah and there's nothing to prove it with like how do no, how do seriously. people overseas and be like yeah our country is like gr- growing like crazy when it comes to soccer and people are like oh really like show me and you just you can't because <laughs> if you search Canada soccer every single thing is bad news literally like, all yeah. bad press it's like when you it's read retail but then you search the grim versions that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah also like, uh. And then you realize you read the original story, and it's just not as nice. Yeah, Canada women's team also dropping out of the Pan Am Games, the upcoming ones, due to what was it roster? Um, well, dude, dude, what's the word? Reason sounds best. Sorry. For like the reason, or like what they say it's due to, they'll just do whatever one sounds best. It still sounds horrible. I tweeted about this. Let let me let me get the tweet. You guys. Oh, yeah. Remind everyone what your Twitter is, you normal human being. At Raptors Vision. Weird guy. Let's just talk about how weird he is for a second. Due to availability of the squad. Yeah. Sorry? You don't don't have a B team you can send? Well, I I don't think... A C team? Oh, don't do that anyway. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, you should. Why would you not participate in the Pan Am Games? Because they'll get get tomfoolery. Who cares? You should still have a team yeah, what? representing you there. Field somebody. That doesn't matter. You need to get like, people reps. Show your country. Get out there. Let yeah, that be team develop. But I think I think also when they say that like roster, no roster can be formed, that's like a refusal to play. Yeah, they don't want to go. They don't want to represent which is this program. Exactly a sign, which is even a worse sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's horrible. It sucks. No, that's that's why I'm saying don't send a B or a C team. Well, if it's, they want to play, you should send them. But No, because the B team, like the A team refusing to play and the B team playing basically signifies that like Canada soccer doesn't care and just wants to put something out. Okay, I see um, that point. I, I, I respect that point. I think the B team probably refused to play too in correspondence with the A team. Mm, okay, that, that's a very fair point, and I, uh, I withdraw. That makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. What about you, yeah. Mike? Withdraw? Do you still disagree with me? Yeah. Okay. I think you're a loser. All right. Also, for some comedy on uh, on a bad on a bad sad topic, uh, when you guys look at your URLs right now for this like website we're on, what does it say? <laughs> How'd you do that? Poop? Question mark invite. What the Not hell? Slash poop. <laughs> How did you do All right. that? Um, <laughs> I didn't do that. I just did it. I just read it. I thought it was funny. Okay. Anyway. All right, so let's let's go to non-soccer news here. Oh, what? Taylor Swift was seen at the Kansas City what? Chiefs game, and there's this whole relationship between Travis Kelsey 
and Taylor Swift. Um, she's got this new movie coming out. She does about which is which is Taylor Swift, which is about the Eras tour. It's basically just the Eras tour concert film. She's trying to be the first artist to amass a certain amount of money with a concert film, which it probably looks like it's going to. She's she's acquired this new football fan base, which seemed to be the last fan base she sort of had in america because she had the country people the pop people the kids now all the dads took their kids now to the to the tour and they're like wow she's got like a a 40 songs holy crap so now she's got the football fans and travis kelsey he was hosting snl in december after the the super bowl win Uh, he's got his podcast going he's trying to be an actual celebrity before he used to have a dating show so it seems like these is is very like a political relationship they were seeing just she was sitting on his lap yesterday or two days ago. So how do you guys feel about it? You guys think this is a real thing or do you think this is a fake thing? This is the most I was wondering where you were going with this for so long and you're generally just asking. This is great. Uh I'm honestly my mom asked me about it yesterday. I'm just I'm very intrigued to see when Taylor Swift makes a, a, a album that she puts football references in. I think it'll be very cool, man. Might go back to those country roots, get a little, little, get a little kicker in there, a little kicker, a little tight end, maybe a song called. You got a lot of football jokes you uh, can make there. The song name is not a good idea, in my opinion. Tight end is a song like name is a bad idea. Yeah. I like it. Oh, okay. Of course you do. Uh, so Dan, thoughts? You think this is real? Because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying this one. I like um, like them together as like a fake couple, but I don't know if I'm buying the actual love here that we got going. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I see it. I also just like. I just don't care, man. I don't know. I've never seen people so <laughs> obsessed with a celebrity relationship. Like, it's like my whole Twitter feed is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, and- dude, the, the the Twitter overused jokes of them, like, oh, my God, they're, they're, they're so brutal. It's crazy. There's so many. Like, it's just it's taken over the world. Um, I, I could see it being like, like he wants to be, like you said, like a way bigger celebrity. And also from the Chiefs side. Like, Taylor Swift is, like, one of the biggest ultra stars in the world. Like, Kelsey jerseys are just flying off the shelf right now. All the Swifties are 100% buying those jerseys. Like, that was actually one of the first things I thought when I saw that. That sucks as an Eagles fan because she's an Eagles fan. Uh, Uh, But now she's doing this uh, Chiefs stuff. I think it was, like, uh, it was only, like, two months ago. People should start Eagles Kelsey jerseys then. It still works. Well, his brother does play for the Eagles, so there is a Kelsey jersey. So... (laughs) That's why I was saying it. Uh, I can't really hear you. Yeah, right. You got to raise your mic. <laughs> That's why I was saying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That Kelsey jerseys for Eagles can work because Kelsey Eagles make sense. Yes, it does. Um, okay. So uh, we're not buying that. All right. Then there we go. Buying. One last question. You know, I will say I'm not buying. The fact that uh, there's like one video of it that always makes me laugh because I've watched it over and over again. I think it's like literally just after the game when like they're walking down the back hallway and Kelsey just like so obviously looks square into the camera almost as if like it's like a are you like are you recording for sure? I'm like what's Yeah, that? bro. They're not oh, even like yeah, holding yeah, hands. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. All right. Um one last non-football related question before we end this pod here. Tinder is what? offering a new subscription. Select already bought it. $500 and you can unsolicitedly send a message to someone who you haven't matched with. So 
do we think this is just for simps? Like, do we think simps are going to buy this? Or do we think people with no riz are going to buy this? Like, who is this for? Um, do you guys know someone in your life who would actually invest in this? Because I, 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 you know, I spread this news and I thought, oh, I know that I know someone who would actually pay pay for this. And that is really sad to think about. So I think this is weird. I'm not a fan. I know I'm, I'm not on the dating apps. I was never really into the, the, the dating apps and stuff. I, I never got to use those. Uh, so I'm going to start with Dan here, who's uh, we got we got two two guys. Here. We got Danny's in a relationship. Ryan, who's single right now. So I think we might get a little too different, different, different interests or different opinions on this. So, Dan, why don't we start with you? What do you think about the new five hundred dollar Tinder subscription? Um, I've never been a Tinder person as well. Um, oh, I did try before I met my girlfriend. And I don't know. I found it like too, uh, just like, I don't know. It didn't feel real, you know? Like it was a little, it doesn't matter. It was just like, I didn't like the experience. And I think this is extra weird because it's even more not real because, you know, this person doesn't even know who you are. You didn't even consent to them messaging you. you. You just were like, actually, I don't like them, decline or whatever. And, now they can just send you whatever they want, like without. I don't know. It's just. I think it's a slippery slope, very slippery slope. Uh, also, five hundred dollars a month for that. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's really sad. I don't know. That's just like do better. I don't know. Like, if you're paying five hundred dollars a month to just go send messages to someone, and they didn't even match with you, just do better. Just think about what you're doing and just take a step back. That's my. Those are my thoughts on it right now. Yeah, as a single guy, I'll give my input. Uh, you know, just sitting here all single and stuff. Um, honestly, like when I first saw it across my feed, I thought it was like a really weird thing. But holy, does it work well! It's honestly a life changing purchase. I suggest it to <laughs> everyone that has Tinder, dude. To be able to just send these pickup lines that are like so inappropriate. And just they don't have to match me. It's amazing. It's honestly life changing. I recommend it to everybody. Is that why you said you can't join a soccer league? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I haven't. I haven't bought groceries in two months. Just saving up. Oh yeah, there you go. I like. I'm not even eating right now. I just. I just use Photoshop and edit my pictures to make myself look healthy. (laughs) I just. I message people. It's a great time. that's good man all right that's gonna uh end our episode of the kickaboo here uh we'll get back to you with all of our uh our new um reactions from this coming uh premier league weekend uh we got champions league and europa that we can watch too so maybe we'll try to do this one next friday so we can get a couple more of those games in yeah give me time or thursday after and then i'll get them to give their two cents too just you know tinder select ask them about football there you go um, anyway, this is the the kick boot. I'm Mike Jose Collins. It's Ryan underscore or no Ryan Galati one and Raptors Vision. You can find all of us on X our Twitter. Follow this podcast, like, share this podcast. Follow this podcast on X post. Uh, we will catch you guys uh, next time. Just so you know, I didn't buy Tinder Select. Thank you. Oh, he definitely did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>